0: Cool. All right, let's go for it. So happy Friday, everyone. This is, which mastermind number is this for? So I think it's seven, 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 eight, something like that. Um, loving doing these every single Friday. Things are going well. We are still experimenting a little bit with the cadence of everything, but glad you guys were able to tune into this one. We got some good stuff today. couple logistics, Write The course is live. We've wrapped up that project it is officially live for all executive captains has anyone dug into it do we have any execs on the call if you have let us know it's how long do you think it takes to get through that course call? probably
1: oh man depends if you're you're building it but it's probably solid
0: it's a month probably a month-long process I think yeah there's a
1: lot packed in there
0: I think it's going to take a few days if you haven't joined the wait list we're going to open things back up for executives probably in the next month. Daniel, if you want to drop the link in there, just make sure you, anyone who's updated on that. Do so you have a course in the works, course in your goals for the next few months, uh, it's going to be the place for you. And then if you haven't opted in to restart onboarding, uh, we overhauled the captain's table onboarding, make sure everyone is aware of all the new stuff we've added, all the different places to find things, communication cadences. We are ramping onboarding back up starting Monday, the whole cohort together. By the end of the week, you will also be able to opt in to some mini challenges around uh, building your audience, figuring out your niche, launching a digital product. We're going to take the zero to one roadmap, turn it down into some three to five to seven day challenges to kind of make things more digestible. So that will be available to you by Friday. Make sure you've opted in to um, start onboarding. Check your email that we sent yesterday to get that if you haven't already. Has anyone, and on top of that, You'll be prompted to fill out the new onboarding survey. So go ahead and do that as well. Any other logistics, Cole? Anything I missed?
1: No, I think, I think that's it. I'm excited to dig in. We got some cool stuff on the plate today.
0: Cool. All right. As always, we're going to start with some wins. Biggest win of the week. We have Greg Younger here. Greg started Ship 30, 700 Twitter followers, now has over 6,000. That's amazing. Greg, are you here? Is Greg here? Anyone see him in the you see him in the waiting room? Or Daniel, is he here? He is, yeah. Cool. Greg, let's have you up, man. I'd love to chat for a minute. Hold on. I'm trying to find you. Can you hear I hear him. him? Boom. Greg, what's going on, dude? Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, congratulations, man. Talk to us. How what's been Thanks. working? What's what what's the what's
2: the journey been? Yeah, you know, uh, I started ship 30 in October of last year. And um, yeah, you know what? I actually just tweeted this morning um, my three tools, Ship 30 to learn, you know, Notion to, to grab notes, and Hype Fury to, to schedule it out. And I just, you know, that's just what I've been doing every day. And you just um, kept writing. It's pretty simple, right? Yeah, you know, uh, I just filled out your guys's form. It was kind of funny because it's like, are you on LinkedIn? No. Uh, do you have a podcast? No. Do you, you know, uh, I, I'm just, you know, I figure too new to get stretched too much. You know, I don't know what the number is, but it's not 6,000, right? It needs to be bigger. I need to focus. I love Twitter. Cause you can just throw stuff out there, see what hits, see what doesn't hit. And I don't have to like worry about all these other mediums. It's mm-hmm. just get up every day. Throw out my four tweets, get my threads, you know, and just focus on that, and it's really, really working. And I'm, uh, you know, awesome. learning a lot, having fun. Hell yeah! Oh yeah!
0: Yeah. Well, I it. mean, just so if if you guys haven't installed Twimex, you know, we we said time and time again, it's just super helpful. But like, I come to Greg's profile, bang, credibility thread. I've been managing people's money since 2000. Here's why. Right. This is a straight up analytical thread of here's my opinion on a happening matter and look what happens right Mm -hmm. so if you're a templater it's i've been doing blank since blank here's why current big thing is going on here's why you should listen to me here's what it is deliver on that promise and anyone can write a thread like that i'm looking at some more this looks like another objective opinion right web3 is going to totally disrupt hollywood Boom. Strong declarative statement. Here's X, Y, Z curation. Right. And so you said you were tweeting four times a week,
2: right. Or four times a day. Yeah. So (laughs) one of the things about Hype Fury, if anybody's ever been on it, is like their their first thing is like four tweets and then they do like an auto retweet. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know for someone like myself who's uh maybe not as tech savvy that just freaked me out it's like holy moly I'm gonna be doing that's a lot right um but I just forced myself to do it and so yeah I've been throwing like four tweets out they have a they have a cool like content creator tab you know where where they'll give oh, you yeah. some prompts you know mm-hmm. um so I use that but I tell you the more you do it right the more you have to write and so um you know i've got i'm able to go back and recycle stuff um you know one thing i've been working on recently is like going into march and april tweets and just like redoing them again clear crisper less Mm -hmm. words and then that's like filling up my timeline and then yeah just just all that yeah there's to get inspired and create stuff so
0: i mean it's so so yeah good our, our deep dive where cole and i talk about our uh our content strategy, we've been
2: using Hype as well to write our individual tweets. Yeah. So,
0: a ton of time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh so yeah, it's been good. I mean, um, I and I I'm I, I'm serious when I say this, but I owe it all you guys. I owe it all to Ship 30. I I mean, um it's 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 what it's what it's it's what it's all about. And I've actually sort of been in and out, recently sold my business, and so I'm really focused, hyper focused on um you know, building my audience and and hopefully, you know, making a dollar or more online here. So, um, so I've moved out of the financial services industry and, and looking to do writing full time.
1: Amazing. Yeah. I was, I was just going to ask, have you seen any opportunities come from writing on Twitter or what, what have you noticed that it's changed in your life?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've uh, been on a couple of podcasts, right? My DMs are filled with all sorts of, you know, anybody who's in the Web3 world uh, or NFT world, like I get shilled a whole bunch of stuff every day. <laughs> uh, I, somebody called me an influencer the other day, so I, you know, of course, showed my kids that and uh, <laughs> you know, they think I'm cool as hell. But uh but yeah, you know, I mean, it's just—I I don't know. It feels like I'm just at the beginning of all this. To be to be honest, I mean, it doesn't even—it just feels like I've just scratched the surface. And and I know that I'm in the right place because I have a thousand things I want to write about. And and it's not what do I need to write about. It's like trying to figure out which which thing I need to write about. You know. And so so yeah, I'm having a lot of fun, and and um, you know, I'm hopeful to 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 sort of. You know, go the book route or something. You know, try to put it, try to curate it into some sort of uh, a valuable resource, and begin to think about you know building, you know, something uh, that can be sold online. Um, That's kind of my goal for the the summer. I've re I re added myself to the August, um, you know, thirty ship thirty for thirty. I guess that that the next cohort, and so yeah, I've got some ideas on what I want to do there. Um, I'm going to use that 30 days to really build out some products. That's my hope. Cool. Amazing. Oh well, yeah. That'd be really going cool. to be awesome. You're,
0: you're really onto something. It's it's so cool to see. And I love that if if I could drive one point home, it's you are a hundred percent only at the beginning of this. You have taught it's you've tapped into something that's working. Now it's time to double down on all the things that are working. Meanwhile, just this, this is more of a macro statement, but Talking about NFTs right now, while 90% of people have left the NFT world means you're in the position to capitalize. So yeah. I'm that's really exciting too. Um, that's my hope. There we go. Greg, congrats, man. Good stuff. And this is that well a year from now, we'll look back on this call and be like, could you imagine thinking that, <laughs> that was uh,
2: yeah, lots of good stuff? Right Thanks, guys.
0: Awesome. Okay, so a couple other wins. Bruce, awesome stuff. Um, I saw you. What was the big win? I'm, I'm trying to read it. Um, Mentioned several times. Tweeting about the basics. Yes, exactly. Right. You don't have to get too fancy. That's just how it goes. And then Matt has an ebook coming up as well. Congrats to both of them. And as always, keep sharing your wins. Good stuff. All right. Let's dive into this week's cutting edge tactic. I'm going to show you all how I've been doing my daily Twitter engagement to stay on top of my replies, my um, people kind of in my niche that I want to be interacting with. And I think this is a high, high return on time for anyone trying to build their audience in the beginning. So the one I'm going to walk through here is a simple strategy. Can you guys see this screen? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So the way to do this is if you, I think a very easy way to, put your name out there in the beginning is replying insightful things to insightful accounts. What's hard is figuring out where those accounts are tweeting from, what they're doing um, and organizing it in a way that it doesn't take all day. Cause it's very easy to spend a long, long amount of time on Twitter every single day if you don't have a system for doing this. So I'm gonna walk you step-by-step step through creating a system for responding to people relevant in your niche um and doing it very quickly and very easily so i actually want to do um what we'll do this live greg if uh, let, if is greg still on greg okay greg can you name me off the top of your head like 10 people in the nft um nft twitter that you think are like high quality follows just <laughs> off the top of your head
2: it's hilarious. I, I, I kid you not. I was just doing this this morning. I was creating Twitter lists for two, two groups. Um, I was putting them under thought leaders and then excuse my French, but they call them shit posters in, in <laughs> the world. So I was yep. creating lists for both. So like on the thought leaders, I yeah, mean, let's go
0: with the smart ones for, for this one.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, Chris Dixon, C it's like CD. Yep. Yeah. Chris Dixon. Um, like, uh, uh let me see if i can pull up my my list here punk Um, punk six zero five nine or something like that right it's five
0: five, two nine great so now it's probably gonna have some better suggestions for me yeah other smart people we'll see if we can find like I, i gotta guess that these guys are good dc investor some of these guys right so i'm just i'm picking out smart people now, what I'm doing here is my goal is to interset, like interject into these conversations on their rented land. Basically, I know that their tweets are going to have a lot of eyeballs more than I have followers, which means if I just plant my flag there in a high value added way, you're going to generate a lot of goodwill. So I'll show you a couple of ways that this works and how it doesn't work. So let me add, make sure just I get enough people. Um, okay, so what we got? 10 people. Cool. All right, so I have a Twitter list now. That's done. This isn't very useful though, because what it has is their retweets, their you know, regular tweets, their replies. There's no filter for quality on this list. So what we're going to do is we're going to use Tweetdeck. Tweetdeck is the number one way to streamline the Twitter process of engaging. So what we're going to do is we're going to use some advanced search functionality to do this. So if you're following along or watching the replay, once you make your list, there's going to be this URL at the bottom or at the end. If you just copy that and then go over to TweetDeck and your TweetDeck should look like this. Um, If it doesn't, you need to opt into the new one, but it's it's all the same. So we're going to make a column here and we're going to search Twitter using this list. And the way you do that is you go list, colon, and then you paste. You paste the um, number that was at the back of your list. And what that's going to do is now it's only showing me tweets from this list. But that's, again, not what I want to see. Because how do I know? I could scroll through this and be like, oh, that looks helpful to reply to. That looks helpful to reply to. But what if I could passively and automatically have that show me um, relevant ones or ones that have already gotten a lot of eyeballs? So the way you do that is list colon blank and then you can add an extra filter by typing in min faves colon and we'll do a cutoff of 250 here. Now, the only thing it shows on this column every single day are tweets from this list with 250 favorites, Mm -hmm. right? That sounds like a good list of people or a good list of tweets to provide some insightful commentary to, right? So I don't know, maybe this, maybe that, but like you'll get a sense for what the cutoff is of favorites that you should be replying to. So I could go through all of these and if these are strong opinions, another thing I like to do is I actually go minus filter replies in case they have like a long thread. I don't want the whole thing in there. I just want the top tweet. So this right here is the money folks list, colon, min faves 250 minus filter replies. What that's gonna do is here's everything from this list again, that has a lot of likes and is not a reply. So I would, here's my exact strategy right now is I block 20 minutes. I sit down with my coffee with Cole. We talk about the day ahead. I pull up this list and go through and make sure that I'm engaging with these people because what it does is it comes full circle. If you're engaging in building a relationship with these people pretty well, what they're going to do is then on the other side, bounce back and say, hey, um, this person has been adding a lot of value. And there's a very important way of doing this, which is like, don't just reply agreed or don't just reply X, Y, Z. If you go to any one of my tweets, you'll see a lot of people doing this. And I only respond and interact with the ones who are actually providing some kind of value, not just ones who take my tweet and like rewrite it right? Because th- that's where I think a lot of people go wrong. And so I'll show you a couple of things. Once you have that, I like to just rename it of like, you know, daily engagement. And then I bookmark this, pull it up and I just go through and do my responses, right? This is making sense. Anyone drop in the chat, making sense.
1: Yeah. Dickie real quick, scroll, scroll up slightly on that row, right? Th- oh, go down a little bit. Keep going right there. Okay. So, um, to emphasize why this is so important. And and soon uh soon as Dickie showed this to me, and now I've been doing this every morning, and it's it is very impactful. So see this tweet on the left from uh Koopa Trooper, which is uh about web three music mm. is bigger than I, just music like NFTs. Yeah. Okay. So so you might say you're in the NFT space, say this is your niche. Okay, you might wake up in the morning and go, I wanna write a tweet about how NFTs are impacting music but you might have 200 followers, right? And you're like, ah, how how do I get more visibility on my idea, right? Most people think I'm just gonna tweet it out. They just think of Twitter as a broadcasting platform. What we're saying is, yeah, you can have ideas that you create and you tweet out. And that's, that's one part of your strategy, right? The other part of your strategy is you going, I wanna write about the intersection of NFTs and music. Let me go find a tweet from a, from an account that is a hundred times or a thousand times bigger than me. And now I'm going to go find that tweet and I'm going to reply with what I think about the thing. So here, this tweet says web three music is bigger than just music NFTs. And it lists out a bunch of opportunities. Well, maybe Greg goes and replies and goes, yeah. And by the way, here's three or four more opportunities that aren't listed here that I think are really interesting. Now that reply is going to get way more viewership and engagement than if that person, using Greg as the analogy, just tweeted it out. And so if you're doing this in an organized way, you know, you go down and you do this five times, 10 times. It takes you 10 minutes in the morning. All of a sudden, everyone's gonna go, well, how are you growing so quickly?" Because you've created a system to look for opportunities, to leverage accounts that are way bigger than you, and to share your opinions in dense, tiny little ecosystems where everyone who's reading that is interested in that thing. That's why it's so powerful.
0: So yes, a hundred percent. And here's an extra boost of why this is super helpful. So there's two things. One, I no longer have to sit down on, you know, Sunday and come up with tweet ideas because two things happen here. The first is when you are filtering for tweet quality like this, you're naturally sourced with templates, right? What is this? Blank is bigger than just blank. List of other things, punchy ending, right? So you are naturally exposed to high quality tweets that you can re- like repurpose, use as a template and go through. And I'll show you this. So that's the first thing, right? You're gonna see that a lot of these are just high quality tweets that you can easily templatize. The second is, I'm going to show you how this worked with Justin. So here's me responding to one of Justin's tweets, Justin Welsh. First off, this thread went viral. And so what would you guess happened to my reply? I think I had the highest rated reply here because, you know, 175 likes on reply. Mm -hmm. What did that tell me? that this was interesting. 16,000 people. Talk about rented land, right? I didn't do anything but respond to his tweet. 70 people visited my profile, 175. And then what did I do a couple days later? The exact same tweet as a regular tweet, Right. right? So I didn't even have to come up with anything new. It was, I wrote this during my daily workflow and I knew it resonated and then I bet I could write a whole thread on the paradox of the solopreneur. Here's all the different automations that people have working for them, right? Right. Digital leverage 101, all these different things. And we're going to do some kind of lean writing um, workshop. And Cole, we might even be able to use this one. Um, yeah, sure. Which or whatever you want to use. And then, so I'll show you again, like here, I'll show you one more thing of other people doing this. If you go to the thread I wrote this week, this is Justin's response, 267 likes on a way less viral thread. What do you think Justin's taken away from this? (laughs) Wow, People are interested in my posting strategy. There's a data point, right? So just wanted to, did, did this make sense for everyone? You know how to go create your own list now. You know how you can do 30 minutes a day of engaging. You can respond. You're writing your own tweets. You're templatizing. Um, That should be pretty helpful.
1: Yeah, this, this, just to recap, this accomplishes multiple different goals, right? A, it's, if you have a small audience, well, now you have a huge audience because you're just replying to someone else who has a huge audience, right? B, you're validating ideas in someone else's ecosystem. And then you're taking the ones that perform best and you're going, now that's part of my content strategy right? And then C is when you write something, now you're not just broadcasting it to Twitter or broadcasting it to all the people who follow you. You're literally broadcasting it to only the people that are reading that specific thing on Twitter. It's like a super dense, super niche geography, right? And and if you notice, like all top creators do this. Like there's a reason why people have their content strategy. And then they go and they make friends with all the other people who are playing the game and they engage with their stuff too, right? Because they know it's not a zero sum game. It's like, if I respond to Dickie's stuff and Dickie's growing, I'm going to grow because I'm, ta- I'm riding Dickie's wave. And if mm-hmm. Dickie responds to Justin's stuff, right. And Justin's growing Dicky's riding Justin's wave, right? So you want to go find people who are in your category and in your niche but that are further along than you and going, I'm going to, I'm going to ride your wave while I'm still trying to figure out then how do I niche down and create my different thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So wanted to share that it's been working well for us. Um, and we're going to continue to share these tips. So, all right, Cole, what do we got next?
1: So I guess this is a nice okay. segue. So the the obvious next evolution here is whether you're creating and distributing something yourself or if you're responding to someone else, right? It's a comment, either way you're creating something. And so then the next logical step is like Dickey had that, that reply that performed well, right? So then you go, well, how do I expand this, right? We call this lean writing is how do you take something really small and over time a tweet becomes a thread or a tweet becomes an atomic essay. That atomic essay becomes a long form article long form article becomes an email course right? And over time, it just gets bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, I wrote a best-selling book, or I wrote a course that generated a million dollars. You knew it was going to work, because all you were doing was just expanding it the whole way up, right? So so what you want to do, and I'm going to share my screen here to show you um, how to take something really small, and all of a sudden, you can make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay, so I'm going to take this tweet. This was a tweet that, uh, It's a standalone tweet. I tweeted this this past week. Again, you never know what works, right? So I tweeted this thing. This was my most engaged standalone tweet of the past week. And I found that really interesting. So I'm like, okay, there's something about this that's working. Now, how do I expand it? All right. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to show you exactly how to expand things in a super logical linear way. All right. So here the tweet says people think starting a business is one, two, three. This is what people are thinking, what it actually is, three different things, that's it, all right? Now, how do we expand this? Okay, well, I like to think of writing as puzzle pieces. Think of it like you're building, like you're constructing a tower, you're building with Legos, okay? And there are five pieces that you can use to expand literally anything. You can use these pieces over and over again. You can use one, you can use multiple, you can combine them there are reasons. So so you, you wrote about something. You can expand it by saying, let me give you reasons why this is true, or let me give you reasons why this isn't true. You can give people mistakes. Okay, I just told you something. Now, here's the mistakes that happen when people try to do this. You can give people action steps. I just told you something. Let me tell you exactly how to do it. Step one, step two, step three. You can give people a story. For example, here's how I did this. Or you can give people a curated story. For example, here's how someone else did it. Okay. So I want you to see, I'm going to do this in real time. I want you to see how this actually works. Okay. So we're going to take this tweet. All right. Most people just see however many, what is this? Six, seven, nine lines, right? They just see a tweet. I see an outline of a long form article. I see an outline of an email course. I see an outline of a book if I wanted to. That's what I see here. Okay, so let's do that. First, we're going to assemble the blocks. So we go, people think starting a business is. We're going to treat that as our first sentence. Now we're going to take our three bullets and we're going to make them our main points. All right, so we're just going to say, number one, writing a business plan. Number two, taking out a loan, raising money. Number three, hiring a team full of professionals. All right. And now we're going to make it even more apparent to the eye what this is. So I'm going to give this a heading and I'm going to give this a heading and I'm going to give this a heading. Okay. All of a sudden now, this looks like the outline of a thousand word article. Right. And all we got to do is color in the lines. Okay. So how do we color in the lines? All right. Well, let's just start playing with some of these pieces. All right. So the first one we're going to do is reasons. Okay. So let's do this all together in the chat. What are some reasons why people think they need to start with a business plan when they want to start a business? What are some reasons why that's a thing? Where does that come from? All right. Reason number one, you learn it in school, right? It's what you've been MBA told. MBA school. Every MBA program says you need to start with a business plan, right? Books say it all the time. All right. All these reasons are ways that you expand this idea. So you say people think starting a business is writing a business plan. But where does this come from? A few reasons this is conventional wisdom in society is because, right? And now I'm just going to take everything in the chat and I'm just going to start listing it off is because it's what we're taught from the moment we hit high school, even MBA programs tell the importance of starting with a business plan, right? All we're, to, we're just listing out reasons. Reason, reason, reason. Here's why this is true, okay? Now, I'm not done. I want this to be a 3,000-word article. How do I expand this further? Let's go to mistakes. But the reason this is a mistake, right? I'm literally using the words. The reason this is a mistake. Okay, so now in the chat real quick. Give me some mistakes. If you start with a business plan, what goes wrong? Why is starting with a business plan such a mistake? A, you don't even know what the idea is. You're basing it off of assumptions, right? You're gonna put too much energy into it. You're never gonna look at it again, right? You get stuck in it. You don't even know if it's the idea that people want. Okay, so now let's go through and list those out. But the reason this is a mistake is because most of the time, The idea you start with isn't the idea you end up with. In addition, when you start with a business plan, you feel the need to stay stuck in your original idea when most startups are about pivoting and learning along the way. All we're doing is just listing out mistake, 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 all right? But I don't want this to be a 3000 word article I want this to be the chapter of a book. So how do I expand it even further? We go down the list, right? What are some action steps? Okay, instead of writing a business plan, here's what you should do instead. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. All right, we're just gonna make up some steps. Step one, go help your next door neighbor and solve whatever problem is right in front of your face. Right? Then get your next door neighbor to introduce you to someone else who they know has that problem. Right? And then we just go down the list. Okay? And then real quick, how do we expand each one of these steps? We want to go down. Oh, we just start back at the beginning again. What are some reasons? What are some mistakes, right? All of a sudden now, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, okay? But let's let's keep going. So now we give them some steps. And then you go, I want to drive this home. So you go, for example, let me tell you a little story. When I was 17 years old, I tried to start my first business. And my dad told me, son, you need to start with a business plan. Well, here's what happened, right? And all of a sudden, now I tell you a story, okay? So when you start stacking all these things and then you tell them a personal story and then you go, but don't take my word for it, turns out some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world didn't start with business plans. And then you tell them a quick story about Google, and then you tell them a quick story about Facebook. And they you tell them a quick story about Netflix. So you're curating other people's stories, okay? So all of a sudden now, we just took one point in one tweet. And we just expanded it into the outline of essentially a third of a book chapter. One point. Here are some reasons why. Here's the mistakes these lead to. Here's the action steps for how you can too. Let me tell you a personal story where this showed up in my life. And now let me drive the point home by telling you some stories about other things that you probably have heard of in your own life. So when someone sits down and goes, I can't write a newsletter, or I can't write an email course, or I can't write a book, you just haven't looked at it through the lean writing lens. And all of a sudden you can take one line, one line, and all of a sudden you have a chapter of a book. And so I just wanted to run through that live and show you if you just play with these Lego blocks, you can literally take anything and expand it, expand it, expand it, expand it. Expand it. If you want to do uh, Broadway play next, we can uh, do
0: that. I mean, I need to rewatch that exact what you just did there because too many people think that this this what you just did is not a result it's a byproduct you just went straight down a list this idea that great writing is assembled is so powerful to me it's not this doesn't just happen right it was so specifically done and you have this toolkit in the back of your head that you can just start to draw from
1: and you can and by the way i want to make this like really really clear sometimes as writers, we think it's kind of like magic, right? If you know how the magic trick works, you think, oh, well, if I do the magic trick, everyone's gonna know that it's a magic trick. And then they're just gonna see right through me, right? It's like the problem that people have with templates in the beginning. They're like, I don't wanna use a template because everyone's gonna know I used a template. No, literally the reader has no idea what's happening. You could, I just wanna exemplify this. You could take this section And let's use this list. Okay. You could literally say, here are some reasons why. Okay. But if you do this, the mistake you're going to make. So let me give you some action steps to help you. Right. You can literally use this language to to create an outline for yourself and the reader. will have no idea what you're doing. That's what makes it a magic trick. So now that I have these these frameworks in my mind, when I do stuff like this and someone goes, wow, Cole, you're so prolific. I just kind of like laugh and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna correct you, right? But I'm actually not prolific. All I'm doing is going through a checklist in my brain and going, here are some reasons. If you do this, it leads to mistakes. Let me help you and give you some action steps. For example, here's a time." When I did this in my life, for example, here are some other examples that you've probably heard of, right? It's literally just A, B, C, D, E. Oh, yeah. You want to do one more? Sure. Why don't we do, uh, I know we had yours pulled up, Dickie, but you want to get uh, people to submit their Yeah, own? yeah, yeah.
0: Someone drop in a tweet that's in some kind of list-ish that had relative success, and we'll screen a couple of them.
1: Ideally, not a thread. Do do like a small yeah, a standalone individual. tweet. It could be anything.
0: Anyone got one?
1: I'm gonna keep this. By the way, this is my next article. I just mapped it out.
0: There you go. Anyone got a tweet?
1: If not, I'll pull one of Dickies, But this is uh, your time to shine,
0: Daniel. There we go.
1: Oh, uh, Bruce dropped one straight into the chat. Here we go. All right creators shouldn't follow here we go this is our this becomes our outline Mm -hmm. right okay so we're gonna do and i i want you to see like how templatized this is in my brain this is what i want you to internalize okay we're gonna do the exact same thing we're gonna take each one of these and go point number one point number two point number three we're gonna make it clear to the eye that these are separate sections so we're gonna create big boldings here. We're gonna make it even more apparent. So we go, okay, here's my sections, right? This can be my nice little conclusion sentence down there if I need it. Creators shouldn't follow lots of people. Now, if I wanted to expand to this intro, what do I do? What are some reasons creators shouldn't follow lots of people, right? So throw some in the chat. What are some reasons why creators shouldn't follow lots of people? The problem with following other people is that you become a consumer. That's right, Bruce. You get distracted by other people's thinking and it makes it hard for you to hear yourself. You quite literally become a follower. I'm literally pulling exact sentences from the chat, right? Okay, this is how it works. This is all you have to do, okay? Instead, right, pivot sentence, instead, Now, what do we do? List out ideas for a niche. Why is this a good idea? Some reasons why this is a good idea, okay, is that when you start with a list, you are starting with an outline. All right, we can list out some more reasons. The mistake people make, unfortunately, is that they don't start with a list and just try to show up and be brilliant every single morning. This doesn't work. Instead, follow these action steps to be more productive when listing out ideas for your niche. Step one, step two, step three, okay? Action steps. For example, personal story. When I was first starting out, I had a hard time, right? And I wasn't the only one. If you're in SHIP 30, you might have read or seen other creators like list their names, do this too. Okay, so what is this? Reasons, mistakes, action steps, my personal story, curate personal stories, done. Next section, if you use this framework, no joke, this is how I can write a book in three weeks. Because this this is all you have to do. You don't have to think about how do I write a book. You literally just take a tweet and expand it.
0: And that's why we tweet, right? That's (laughs) That's why we tweet. We are validating ideas every single time you put a tweet out there, right? And it's no secret. There has never imagine. Imagine 100 years ago when you had to write your entire book, you had no way to validate the idea with short form content. You basically could spend your whole life writing something that no one wanted. And there's probably thousands and thousands. A lot of of writers did. Yeah, right. Now you have no excuse to write something the market is not begging for. And there's a tweet for me for the week, right? With yeah. the amount of feedback loops you can get from social media, you have no excuse to write something that the market is not begging for.
1: And I want to I wanna give one more final golden nugget here to, to really drive this home in an actionable way, okay? The way that I, that I like to think about writing is through a visual lens. So when I'm writing, I'm asking myself, do all of these sections make sense? Like if you noticed when I was first creating these three, and I was hitting the return button to create space, I was creating roughly the same amount of space between each one, right? Like my eye is like, okay, I have this much space here, I have this much space here, I have this much space here, right? I'm I'm trying to get a sense for how big do I want each section to be? So where you start to get into like the advanced version of this is think of each one of these as their own section, okay? And you ask yourself visually, do I want all of these to be the same size or do I want certain sections to be bigger than others, right? So for example, if someone were to do this and they put this in this this order, but they go, I'm going to list out so many reasons that this is what the first paragraph looks like. All of a sudden the reader's like, I get the idea, I don't need 900 reasons, right? I just needed like three reasons and then I could keep reading, right? So your job as the writer is to make decisions of going, how big do I want the section? You know, Do I need three quick reasons? Do I need to really explain those reasons or do I need to list out 9 million reasons? Okay, what about the mistakes? Do I need to just say one mistake? Do I need to explain a couple of mistakes? And, and my rule of thumb is if you, if you think of these five sections as each individual things, my rule of thumb is I always like for them to kind of be even, right? So if, if my reasons is one sentence, then how can I make my mistake one sentence? And how can I make each step one sentence? And how can I make my personal story really quick and short, right? Or if I want a lot of reasons and I wanna go into a lot of depth, then I need a lot of mistakes. And then I need a lot of depth in the action steps, right? That's what gives the reader this feeling of like, all of this is the, is the way it's supposed to be. But when you're lopsided and one is like way more in depth than the other, the reader's like, well, I just read all these reasons, but the action steps you gave me are like one sentence. It doesn't match, right? So you want to think of your pieces as weighted. You want them each to, to have their a similar weight. So it's all balanced out.
0: Mm. Any questions on this? Any questions? Novel formats. Read the triangle, change these section or orders. Oh, novel.
1: Novels, the more I think about this, I think fiction, I think there's some overlap in fiction, but like think of that as its own universe. Yeah. Like these, these are really tailored for non-fiction writing and maybe we'll get to fiction in the future but I would think of this more for nonfiction.
0: yeah awesome new formats
1: I mean yeah you 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 can take any combination of these you know and and it doesn't really matter what order but these five pieces are universal like you'll see them everywhere now and so I just want to point them out and you can decide what order you want to put them in and play with them
0: There's a deep dive idea, how to use Twitter productively, right? And what would the outline of that look like? It would be how to use TweetDeck, how to set up the list, some action steps, mistakes most people make with Twitter, right? I smell a thread on how to set up a list and use TweetDeck. I think we could next week's deep dives, full, yeah, a lot of ideas. We need to do a good job, Cole, paying attention to, uh, to these as people say that.
2: Oh,
1: totally. Yeah, both both sections of this uh, live session should be deep dives.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right, throw some love in the chat. We want to get a good screenshot of this because anyone who showed up today before the long weekend, big takeaways. What do you think of today's mastermind session? Let us know because we want to take a screenshot and make anyone who couldn't attend very jealous that they got to see this live. <laughs> what do we got? Throw it in the chat. Throw it in the chat. Appreciate it. Awesome, good stuff, and yeah, I'm gonna be watching this replay too. I think we got some good ideas for a deep dive, couple deep dives. Hope this was helpful. Um, missing anything, Cole?
1: No, I'm just now. This is giving me so many ideas. I love okay. this. Is why I love doing this too, because we walk away with so many ideas. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cool.
0: All right. And going forward, these are going to be around 50 minutes, given we're going to have these interviews after as well. So great stuff, everyone. Thanks for showing up before the long weekend. That's all we got today. We'll be back next Friday. But right after this, we have Corey Gearin, who pitched in the MLB. He's a prolific writer on Twitter now, and we're going to interview him, talk about his up-and-coming writing process, professional athletes, writing, all that good stuff. It's going to be fun. Link to that is in Circle. Other than that, have a tremendous weekend. Drop any questions you have about this session in the replies to the replay. And that's all we got. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks, everyone.